0: Well, hello. Today we're going to be talking about Minor Threat. Specifically, we're going to take a look at when a punk rock song accidentally starts a movement. So Minor Threat was known for being straight edge, which was, and technically still is, being against drugs, alcohol, and promiscuous sex. This all but eliminated most, if not all, forms of drug use in the punk rock scene. Not. See, I did the Wayne's World thing there. Anyway, even though, you know, Minor Threat didn't completely get rid of drugs and alcohol and dirtiness, Minor Threat had a significant influence on the crossover thrash and punk rock scenes in the early 1980s, And even plenty of non-straight-edge folks respected their musical output. There were always some conflicting elements in Minor Threat, as is the case with many political punk bands. On the very surface, if you're a hardcore punk advocating peace, sometimes your meaning might get lost in your audibly aggressive music. That sounds like a stupid critique, but there's some truth to it, you know? Like if you're if you've got like a sort of a peaceful message yet you're playing these loud aggressive songs uh your message might be a little bit muddled you know anyway uh the band minor threat broke up in 1984 at a minutemen show after ian mckay the lead singer and uh person who no doubt favors pacifism got into a fight where he punched someone in the face To my knowledge, the band never reunited for a single show, let alone a limited tour. And uh, that incident was apparently a major one uh, to make Ian sort of drop out of the punk rock movement. Or he says that, you know, punk rock kind of moved on from him, in a manner of speaking. Um, So anyway, uh, Minor Threat... Did break up, but in 2002, apparently, two previously unreleased songs were included on the 20 Years of Discord compilation. And that seems to be the closest they have come to releasing new material. Although Ian McKay emphasizes that punching incident, Minor Threat no doubt also disbanded due to disagreement over the direction the band should go in. Since the breakup, Ian McKay has been an active artist and activist, with his best-known other musical act being Fugazi. Former minor threat guitarist Lyle Pressler remained an influential figure in the punk rock scene, playing in two other influential, even if not hugely famous bands. You have the Meatmen, Men and the first incarnation of Sam Hain. You know, uh, the band that Glenn Danzig was also part of. So uh, Lyle Pressler also stayed in the music business, and he even ran Caroline Records uh, for a while and kind of helped usher in some lesser-known bands at the time. Maybe you could call them underground bands or whatever term you want to use. Um, These were non-mainstream artists that he sometimes managed to showcase on that record label. Guitar-wise, Lyle Presler is known for his impressive ability to, to ability to play full bar chords at breakneck speeds. So I kind of flubbed that line there. I <laughs> Anyway, um Minor Threat was purposively hardcore, and one might accuse Minor Threat's typically fast-paced and angry music of sowing disorder and chaos, but Minor Threat combined hardcore punk with some leftist politics, a rebellious attitude, and a sense of humor that would be adopted by many future punk rock acts. So I, I know some of you out there, they might be scratching their heads, a uh, sense of humor, you know, Minor Threat, but if actually if you pay attention to their songs, there is more humor in there than people might give them credit for. I know, because I've actually listened to their full discography, so you can't say I'm being completely out of step here. (laughs) They're widely credited for helping pioneer the straight-edge movement with a song bearing that same name. However, it's, it's interesting, because McKay was somewhat distanced from that, He did not mean to actually start the straight edge movement, especially uh, when it comes to the more militant attitudes against drugs, alcohol, and promiscuity. Basically, the band Minor Threat meant those songs to be almost more of a personal statement, and I'm I'm sure it's complicated because you don't necessarily want to distance yourself from that message too much if you actually adhere to it right but i i think when it comes down to it it's like a lot of things you know people can take a good idea and make it seem like the worst idea ever and i think that's what some people did with the whole straight edge thing you know they made it seem like like oh if you if you do drugs or if you take alcohol you know you're a monster or something like that you know what i mean like, it's, it's become a little bit puritanical. And Ian McKay and other former straight-edge uh, people... Well, he's not... I don't think he's former straight-edge, but you know what? Form, former straight-edge people have made that critique of that movement. You can see a, a documentary on it or two, and y- you'll, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And... Um, in fact, as if to make a point that he's not really that militant, Ian McKay did a pretty kick-ass side project called Palehead with Ministries Al Jorgensen, who was actually known for his rampant drug use. And I guess Al Jorgensen is actually sober these days, but at the time, he, he definitely was not he, was not. he is basically like the opposite of Ian McKay. And I I have read some other uh, funny interviews and I think I've seen a video where uh, where Ian kind of set the record straight. Like he I think he gave an example of somebody who started getting preachy about him because he was drinking some caffeinated beverage and he was just like, fuck you, you know, like like he he himself gets tired of the puritanical aspect. And, uh, you know, th- that happens a lot of the time. I mean, that's one of the dangers of taking any position, you know, whether it's like a straight edge thing or really anything. You- you're going to actually see people who take your premise and maybe run too far with it. So, like, like even even with something like uh, not drinking alcohol or whatever, you know, th- that. I think could always be seen as sort of a personal choice. But there are some people who run with it like a thousand miles and uh, turn it into almost an authoritarian edict, I suppose you might say. In any case, Minor Threat had an impressive career. And to be able to, be able to release just a few uh, songs and inadvertently launch a sectarian movement with the power of a song I think that's impressive you know i mean objectively i think even if you're even if you kind of hate the straight edge ethos you might still be able to look at that and see hmm that's actually kind of impressive to be able to actually cause a movement to sort of form around this one song uh, for those out there who insist a song can never make a difference you might want to consider minor threat a counterexample. And actually, a pretty strong one, to tell you the truth, because um, the whole straight edge thing is still around today, and uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it is quite the way it used to be, but there are definitely some militants out there as well as people who do kind of just see it as a personal choice, and uh, whether you share the song's stated beliefs or not. You should definitely still check it out. It's a good song. Really, everything that Minor Threat released, to my knowledge, that I have heard, is actually pretty good. And I would say basically the same thing about Fugazi. You know, check out all of these songs, all of these bands. And it's like anything, you might enjoy some of them more than others. But I think the complete discography of Minor Threat pretty much kicks ass. So that's about all I need to say about it. Um, Have a good day. Bye bye.